Jiu-Jitsu? Jiu-Jitsu is no joke. It takes years to master. Martial arts are a vehicle for developing your human potential. And nothing in my life has ever put me in face with reality better than Jiu-Jitsu. Training in BJJ offers a powerful lens through which to examine some primary human concerns. Truth versus delusion, self-knowledge, ethics, and overcoming fear. There's more, there's more philosophy in our mats than actually uh, uh, philosophy in any Ivy League school. Welcome to philosophy. What's up, everybody? And welcome to another, another episode, episode of, of your What life. you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I don't know what happened. We had a moment right now. The worst part is like, we were, oh. we were like looking into each other's oh, eyes. I was like, what is this? <laughs> well, what a great way to start 2021. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm chilling, I'm chilling. Chillin'? Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Let's get straight into it and welcome our first guest. Do you want to introduce him? Yes. Today we have Russ Brown a fellow LFF, martial artist, and nutritionist as well, four fighters. Um, how are you doing, Russ? Oh, I'm good, my man. I'm good. Thank you very much. Lovely stuff. Um, Russ. Very appreciative to get the invite. <laughs> of course, man, of course. So, Russ, usually whenever we kick off a podcast with a guest, we ask them the question, uh, how did you get into jiu-jitsu? But I'm not even sure if yeah. you train jiu-jitsu, do you? I, yeah, no, I, I have trained to jiu-jitsu, and uh, the reason I laugh is, um, it's, yeah, I, uh, I classify myself very much as a part-time jiu-jitsu, um, but yeah, no, um, yeah, I did jiu-jitsu for maybe, yeah, like a couple of years, but I, I guess it sort of stopped when everything with lockdown kind of kicked in, and we had to sort of choose which side of the map we, um, we put our feet on, and uh, I kind of just stuck with the tie boxing, but yeah, the Muay Thai is my sort of, um, martial art of choice, really, I guess. And how long have you been training Muay Thai? A long, oh, blimey, um, about eight, seven or eight years, something like that. Nice, nice. And yeah. then jiu-jitsu for four years, was it, did you say? No, no, the jiu-jitsu, about two years, I think. Two years. I think about a couple of years, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of it in the gi, or was it all no gi? Uh, no, it was in the key. Uh, yeah, quite a humbling experience. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. So how did you get into into martial arts? Um, yeah, so I started off actually in... Um, I did a martial art called Jeet Kune Do, which is like uh, sort of Bruce Lee's martial art. Uh -huh. And um, this is... I didn't do anything until I was sort of like, oh, like early 20s or something. I was like, had no coordination as a kid. My nickname at school was Ricketts because of how I ran. Um, so I was just kind of, and then I saw this this picture of, of Bruce Lee in, in in a shop, in like just looking really badass, and these like these classes that were going on close by. So it's like, oh yeah, bit of bullet went along. Was absolutely shockingly bad, but you know, I guess the biggest one is just that sort of stepping through the door, isn't it? You know, and uh, so um, so I did so I did Jake G Kudo for, for quite a few years. But kind of um, just got to a point, it was sort of like billed as this scientific street fighting. Um, and although there was like, there was lots of sort of physical hard training, like, but we didn't spar as such. It was just kind of quite untrained guys, like trying to sort of knock lumps out of each other. And I was just kind of like, oh, fuck it, I want to compete. I just want to have a go at sort of seeing if I can really make any of this stuff work. Um, so I did kickboxing then for, for a little bit. Um, sort of like like the old school kit, like kind of above the waist, like full contact. And I had a couple of fights, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool," but I think now I want to, you know, I want to try the Thai boxing because that sort of seems where where it's at. And then, uh, and that's when I went to LFF. And um, my my first class, uh, I trained this, with this guy called Paul, who's still there, and uh, he's one of my a really good mate now. But <laughs> he dropped me three times in sparring with leg kicks. And I was on crutches for the next two weeks. Because, uh, <laughs> the damage he did to my legs. So I was like, okay, you're right. This is, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is what, uh, yeah, this is where it's at. And um, so, yeah, kind of been stuck with it. And, um, you know, and, and so here we are, really. Um, 
probably get a little bit old for it now, but uh, like like all of the martial arts, once it's bit you, it's kind of hard to put it down. How 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 is it in in Thai boxing? Because like in jujitsu, we have like a progression through belts. Uh, is there mm. like any system like that in Muay Thai? No, not no, not really. No, there's not there's not any belts. So I suppose in Thailand you sort of like you kind of rank it by fights and how many fights you've had, but you know there's not. Like you know, over here they just don't fight in the reg, you know, as, as reg like the ties will kind of fight once a month, really. Um, so no, there's not really that, uh, which is kind of a shame because it's you know, so seeing jujitsu really is something to sort of aim for those, um, you know, kind of, and um, and it's nothing like when the old blue belts come in off the, they've just been awarded the blue belt, <laughs> see all the kind of senior white belts doing it. <laughs> and it's quite interesting also because. It's like um, every time I watch the Muay Thai fights, there is a yeah. little bit of grappling, standing, especially like there are some sweeps. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, the clinch is, yeah, 100%, yeah, all the sweeps and kind of, yeah, definitely like gives you sort of, yeah, you kind of start to get comfortable in that. I mean, yeah, I mean, BJ Dave's obviously a completely different kind of fish, but it definitely kind of just giving you an, an understanding of the push pull and the, the sort of energy you know all the feel you know sort of giving and taking with uh, if with people's energy really and did you did you manage to compete because you were kind of saying you were looking to to get some competitions in did you manage to with my time in, in bjj or no with my time oh yes yeah 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 i've competed a few times yes yeah no i have i have um yeah i've sort of completed i've competed uh what i've gloves and sort of you've got Sort of different class um so you have like you do the inter clubs which are sort of no decisions and then you do like n class which is sort of the um keep the shin guards on and then c class which is sort of take the shins off and ten um and sort of put no elbows or no knees to the head and then b class um in which you uh do, 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 yeah, no elbows knees to the head. So, so i fought up the b class um but um yeah it's um Yeah, it's it's it's, man, it's it's one of those like kind of I love it and hate it. I mean, there's no no feeling quite sort of like it, you know, in the sort of like on the excitement, the tension before and, and after, you know. And when that bell goes, you just there's no time where you're more present, you know. Mm. Um, but at the same time, oh, it's man, it's, it's stressful, you know, and, and the training like it takes its toll. Um, as does the the weight cut so um how did you get yeah. on in the in the competitions uh, yeah i did yes i've yeah one couple of c class lost a cut uh yeah i mean the only fight of b class ended very badly with uh, me getting knocked out in the first round so <laughs> uh but you know, you've got to take a rough and smooth man you know and uh and, and i see it's a pretty unforgiving sport kind of it was just my gloves were not quite high enough And uh, the dude caught me with the right hand. Yeah. That's true. I mean, knows. with jujitsu, if you compete and maybe it doesn't go well on Saturday, maybe next Saturday there is yeah. another competition <laughs> and you can join in, you know, but uh, <laughs> I'm not so sure about Thai boxing. Yeah, yeah, no, this is it. I mean, it's a cluster as well because, you know, you train like a couple of months or, you know, six to eight weeks to, like, to do a good camp. And then, um, obviously, in that instance, it was for like a southern area title as well. And sort of, and the, the guy, I felt kind of pretty confident going in, uh, which was obviously my, you know, the, the, my down company, really. But yeah, kind of, that's his life, man. So, listen, man, we've, we've also got you on as well because, from our understanding, you've got quite a like good knowledge of nutrition. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So can yeah. I share can I share a story before before uh, before Crazy it? King. So, story time. <laughs> so, so that was one time that uh, uh so 2020 everybody goes into lockdown. I think I was weighing 78 at the time. You know, I was ripped, you know? And <laughs> just say I don't, say, I don't, I don't remember friend. this time. When was this time? Uh guys, Ollie has a bad memory. Don't mind him. But uh <laughs> but uh I remember as the mind as the months started piling up, so did the centimeters around my waist, <laughs> and uh, I uh, I used to I used to live next to Martin and Isabella, <laughs> so we would go for walks at the end of the day, 
and the three of us were looking kind of round. <laughs> so, but all of a sudden, Isabella started kind of like isolating herself from the group. Like, we, you know, sort of like she was looking less and less round. So I'd ask her, like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I met this nutritionist. You might have known him. He trains at LFF. And my ego was like, ah, you know, I I can I can do this on my own. I can I can measure my calories and so on and so on. You know, I can find my right diet. And uh, one day I looked into the mirror and I was like, who is this round guy? <laughs> and I called Isabella like Isa, give me his number, give me his email, Instagram, anything. And it's been about a month now since we've yeah we've kind of yeah. sat down and I, oh by the way this is when i added 10 kg so at this point i was weighing 87 you added 10 kgs yeah over like, lockdown yeah e. exactly exactly <laughs> right <laughs> so, so this is like when the bell rang i was like oh <laughs> and uh i remember i told russ and uh before we spoke the last day i was like okay this is it. So I, I went out and I ate like a pig and I was like, okay, my life is changing now. now. <laughs> and um, yeah, ever since that, I think I've lost five kgs. So, and not just lost kgs, but I gained muscle kind of thing. And um, it was quite surprising. My problem is that I was eating less. So I'd end up snacking a lot more, mm, yeah, you know? Even though I was like looking at, oh no, I can eat less and count calories. So Ross was the man with the plan. And uh, so Ross, give us a bit of background then on on your kind of experience with with nutrition and what you do. Sure, sure. I mean, like a lot of people, I was probably sort of first inspired from listening to uh, Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. um, and was like, this is probably maybe about, I don't know four or five years ago, but like, you know, seduced by the paleo diet and then moving to low carb and then kind of getting into keto and the whole time I was like, oh yeah, yeah, this is, this is it. This is kind of like the cutting edge. Um, and, and I dropped a like, a, you know, I went to low carb, dropped a lot of weight. I'm sort of seeing my kind of performance drop also just put that down because I'm getting older and, um, you know, and then try intermittent fasting, got myself into ketosis after sort of months of living on like butter coffee and that. And, and then like, um, I don't know, I just kind of like, um, I mean, as I said, I sort of, you know, my performance was dropping, but it's like, I was really just kind of inspired really by, um, I, I, I guess by sort of watching the guys like Lockhart and Leif, you know, and sort of seeing what they were doing with food and, and seeing the kind of, because um, there's one thing with MMA is, it just, you know, like it, it's kind of really in terms of the additional stuff, like this is sort of quite cutting edge for a sport. You know, I think a lot of other martial arts, Thai boxing, jiu-jitsu, whatever it may be, are a bit kind of can be stuck in the in the part boxing, stuck in the past with these old sort of chain techniques. And and I think whenever I kind of like compete in myself, it's always a bit of a sort of dark, like unspoken kind of uh, thing how how to cut weight how to lose weight for competition and just train more eat less kind of thing and you know and I did some sort of ridiculous things like just like going like having saunas on the day of competing and um and yeah just really really struggled so I just kind of like dove you know just dived into it really and then sort of ended up doing a um, a diploma maybe which I would have completed earlier this year which was sort of like year and a half and you know that really kind of just I guess sort of bore me took me sort of full circle back to I guess quite like the sort of like research backed route to really fueling performance and and thinking about sort of fueling first as opposed to kind of sort of cutting weight being the priority um if that makes sense yeah that's really interesting um just I've got so many questions just before I do though I remember when I was at the Europeans um like some of the weight cutting going on on the day was hilarious and like I don't want to downplay white belts but like at white belt level you shouldn't be 
20 minutes from going out onto the mats running around the arena with a bin bag on trying to cut those oh, nuts. You know, like i feel like there's perspective you know there's the ufc <laughs> fighters that like have to get to a certain weight and then there's the white belts yeah. that are like like is it gonna help you that much is like yeah well no <laughs> i suppose well the... i think it's like what what because it's, it's just not really spoken about so people are like oh like you know well, what's the boxing old school set stereotype yeah running in a in a bin bag or kind of you know or or like this idea it's got to be a really painful like got to do the cut you know and um mm. and, and really kind of it shouldn't be like yeah it can be a little bit painful but i think really kind of especially in the you know when it's only sort of five or six kilograms to cut you, you yeah. know you can do it sort of strategies you can put in place to not kind of really um well, not running around an arena in a, in a bit Yeah. Bag. I mean, as I understand it, the reason you cut weight is so that you can be like at the higher end of the weight bracket and have an advantage yeah. over your opponent. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, there is a kind of, there is a balance in a real sort of dipping point. I mean, and I think in sort of grappling based sports, it obviously makes a lot more sense to kind of, to try and get in, you know, as close to, uh, well, yeah, just ultimately to cut a little bit more weight because sort of, you know, size is, uh, well, mass is just obviously going to be a, an advantage. Um, so, you know, kind of, I guess you just probably see the guys cutting quite a bit more um or definitely in mma as opposed to say boxing or, or type but um but yeah it's there's a real kind of, i think there's there's a culture in combat sports and i think it also comes a little bit in the psychology of sort of thinking oh my god he's going to be so much bigger or she's going to be so much bigger than me when we get on the mat and you know and that mm. kind of yeah just the fear and sort of anxiety that comes with that and sort of pushes you to maybe yeah just sort of really more than you need to i suppose the the Things I want to get into are, are there any common myths that you want to dispel like straight off the bat, like things that people do when it comes to nutrition or diets or eating that you just oh. like straight away want to say, don't, yes. don't do that. <laughs> Stop being scared of carbohydrates. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just drop like a ketogenic diet is not going to help you become a better athlete in, you know, uh, like a, a glycolytic dependent, you know, like a kind of an explosive sport, like jiu-jitsu or, you know, MMA or anything like it is not going to help. Like, yeah, your arms aren't going to fall off if you do a keto diet, uh, but it's not optimal. Like carbohydrate is your kind of, is your prime fuel for, for performance. Um, uh, the second one is like, get over intermittent fasting you know i'm sorry i said it you know <laughs> it's um like yeah there are some health benefits to it but again if, if you're like sort of primary objective is performance then you know um it's not necessarily the kind of the right the way to go oh i believe and when you say intermittent fasting, do you mean the whole like um, two days at 500 calories or do you mean like um, long stretches in a day of not eating? I think I think more this sort of like the, the time restricted eating, you know, having an eating window, um, this kind of which often you see. So I think the research would back maybe a kind of like there is health benefits to intermittent fasting, you know, with a kind of um, with a um, oh, what's the um, with the sunlight and the circadian, you know, yeah, rhythm, yeah. but often people skip breakfast, not eat till kind of about one o'clock and then kind of, you know, pig out really. Um, or they like have these sort of like big meals later on. And, um, and I just, yeah, I mean, ultimately, ultimately you're kind of creating a calorie restriction. So you, you will kind of lose weight. But you're, you're not kind of really fueling your performance like like you can. You're not sort of support, supporting the repair process that you can. Um, yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's, yeah, ideal. Uh, one one of the biggest misconceptions I get about me is people seem to think I know what I'm doing in the gym, which is not true at all. Everything <laughs> everything I know in the gym is pretty much bro science, like that I have just picked up from <laughs> from hanging around lots of meatheads that like to clunk heavy weights. One thing, though, that every single person who has any shred of knowledge about what they're doing is unanimously agreed on is that diet is everything in, in your training regimes. 
you know, people go as far as to say it's almost like an 80-20 split. 20% of what you do in the gym needs to be backed up by 80% of what you do outside the gym in terms of not just your diet, but also your sleep, your recovery and everything like that. Are there any kind of tips now that we've got rid of the two things that you don't want to see? Are there any things you do want to see when it comes to diet? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, yeah, just, uh, as you sort of say, it's, it is kind of a it's like old cliched lie like having a Ferrari and putting in kind of, you know, the wrong oil or, or no petrol at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess sort of like, um, so yeah, I mean, just just kind of one of the things is, is really fueling your workouts, kind of you know meeting your meeting the demand of the training, kind of. Uh, and it's, I mean, coming back to carbohydrate again, like it really is king. I mean, it's sort of like fat for fuel um, terms that are kind of thrown around is the, like the body doesn't really work like that. It's kind of um, you can uh, train sort of uh, an um, aerobically and kind of burn sort of more fat but it doesn't sort of work but if you eat more fat you will then burn more fat mm. um i would so sort of carbohydrate really feeding the workouts i, I think protein as well just often seeing people just not eating enough, enough protein especially in the morning i mean ek like a prime example really there like you know working really hard or training really hard i mean and i think you get to especially yeah you, you know the grind you're putting your body through you kind of like the pro well you meant to sleep as well there i mean that's kind of a really crucial i mean um so uh yeah and i guess also hydration like people mm. are sort of so quite oh you, you know like this pre-workout have you tried the sort of x supplement or like have you tried cumin uh, or whatever it may be and not even kind of drinking enough water, you know, not sort of like, yeah, I guess it's the basics really, it's getting mm. the basics down. And then like, uh, you know, other kind of like sort of pre-workouts, post-workouts, like, you know, kind of like some of these supplements are really good and really helpful, but you know, they're kind of, um, they're, they're the 1% and mm. you just you really got to get the basics, really got to have enough carbohydrate, really got to kind of have enough protein really kind of got to make sure that yeah, you, you drink enough water what what would you say is is kind of the optimal intake of protein i would be so i mean it's sort of the, i mean you know an annoying answers but it does depend <laughs> um and and i guess it sort of depends on whether you're so if you're if you're in a calorie day if you're trying to lose weight you want, you want more protein to maintain your muscle mass i would say if you're not if you're just kind of and if you're training fairly hard, I would be sort of pushing for anywhere between sort of 1.4, 1.5 to sort of 1.8, maybe up to two grams per kilogram of body weight. Um, so, you know, I don't know, a, a, a rough sort of rule of thumb could be something like, like four portions of sort of like 25 grams mm -hmm. a day. Um, and is this is this all contained within meats or do you also ideally count? yeah yeah i mean ideally you really ideally always go for sort of like a food first approach and but the kind of the reality i guess sort of protein is, is one of those it's you know it's not as it is readily available because mm. you know kind of quality sources aren't necessarily i think like a whey pro so in terms of a whey protein supplement is really helpful supplement to have because it's just easy to get the numbers and the um the, so the in terms of how your body assimilates protein uh, or proteins so you, you want to look at the amino acid ratios or the, the sorry the amino acid profiles um and they need to contain like the nine essential amino acids which your body can't create itself so that's why some of the some of the i don't know whether it be vegan proteins or um aren't necessarily you know aren't assimilated as well in the body as say like a whey protein which which is quite convenient because a whey protein is also like just very cheap as yeah. well but um it's it's definitely i mean whey protein i think is king really you know you don't have to spend as money on AA. what do you find are are the, the things that make people stop like when they start actually trying to 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 improve on their diet 
what are the, the things that make them stop like and randomly just regress yeah yeah that's a good question i think often is that sort of mentality kind of a little bit all or nothing and being like oh i've just you know i've slipped and sort of gone out drinking or had like a pizza or whatever oh we'll just wipe out the day now you know and just, um uh, or yeah or, or just kind of oh i've kind of like a few days or it's over christmas or and um and i, I mean yeah so I guess it is like and not be prepared is another one, like mm. another big one. It's kind of like if you're just trying to do it on fly as you go, and it's it's hard. And it, you know, if you're not, you don't prep some of your food. It's harder to sort of like have the macro, you know, have the ratios of macronutrients you need. But I think, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I get like it's. I think it's. I think really people need to be easy on themselves. Like, yeah, you can, like crack on, have a pizza, but just then just think about the next meal. Think about how many calories you're in state, you know, and yeah. sort of like the right macronutrients are probably more important around your training. If you have a pizza, okay, just eat less for dinner or kind of, um, yeah. Um, I guess they're the ones that kind of maybe come to mind. I always think big drastic changes, like you were saying, if you're underprepared, big drastic mm. changes can be overwhelming for people. Like if you imagine yeah. someone who's never done any nutrition or workout or anything like that before, and you suddenly say to them, okay, you're going to be training like four times a week. You're going to be doing all this like diet changes, everything like that. Like it's just going to be too much. They're not going to know which way to turn. And, it, and it, even if you're there holding their hand, it can be really yeah. overwhelming. I've always thought like, gradual changes like small accomplished changes that yeah. then become regular that then you can build on is always always seems yeah. to be a much more effective way of doing it yeah yeah i mean i hear that you know and, and i guess additional to that sort of simplicity and i, I think that's why a lot of people really like of oh, paleo or, or or whatever you know or even like a sort of like an intermittent or like filling the something like an exclusionary diet they're just like okay i'm not going to eat any processed carbohydrate because it's, it's not so much simpler than maybe thinking of like a bogged out or, or maybe weigh out portions or kind of um yeah so it is um yeah yeah no it's a, a fair shout this is a slightly loaded question ross and i will come clean as to why <laughs> i'm asking you what are your thoughts <laughs> what are your thoughts on kind of uh, vegetarian pescatarian and then and then vegan diets as well um i i am one of those but uh, <laughs> i didn't oh, always it was a dream to speak. Uh, yeah i didn't always used to be um but i i actually went pescatarian just over a year ago um yeah kind of interested to get your thoughts on on pros and cons of that yeah yeah i mean i would definitely lean more towards a pescatarian diet than, than a vegan diet um taking sort of like ethics you know aside because i think obviously there's a shitload wrong with the with the um you know sort of the meat industry and sort of how animals are treated uh but i guess from a sort of like performance standpoint i mean i guess i would say initially i um things are highly personalized so kind of um you know so, sort of red I guess what I say, I, I guess, I guess what I'd say the pros for maybe like, a, you know, a vegetarian diet um, would be probably like it's sort of forcing you into having a wider variety of kind of micronutrient dense foods, so i.e., greens and veg, and sort of often like a lot of kind of really nutrient dense food that that sort of people that are on the yeah the kind of omnivore diet or are not necessarily having. Um, and probably, yeah, within that sort of a wider variety of foods as well, which is sort of, for a number of reasons, really helpful. Um, I uh, I think kind of in terms of the... So ultimately, it's, I guess, sort of like from a negatives perspective. I, I think you could do it. I feel like any diet you can make work, and you know, because it's, it's ultimately about sort of like, I guess what I'd sort of the criticism of often is, is the protein intake it's very hard to get the kind of um to, to get the right sort of amino acid profiles in sort of vegetarian and vegan diets you know especially if that's sort of meeting um your training demands 
Um, and often you can combine foods to do that. But it might make the like the, the calories very high or the fiber kind of content very high. Um, and ultimately, it is about calories in, calories out. So mm -hmm. sort of even just to eat your protein requirements, you're going kind of way over, you know, what your your, your sort of daily calorie intake that you need. And um, and that's sort of like how you know, weight, like put on weight can kind of happen any easy. Um, so I think, so I guess also from animal products, you have um, a, far more, a far more sort of bio, bioavailable amino acid, you know, they're sort of, their amino acid profiles much better. But it's like, pescatarian, obviously, you can get your omega-3s, which are really helpful. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I would kind of, I would lean a lot more to pescatarian to, than to say a vegetarian. Um, vegan, I guess, for all those kind of reasons. Again, I'm sure, like, the, the micronutrient density was great because you have far more greens and probably, you know, legumes and, um, you know, and I think you can make it work, but I think you just, you're, you're struggling with the kind of, you know, the protein quality. I mean, you so, have, you know, I mean, it's a fairly good kind of supplement. So. You have to lose cheese when you go vegan as well. And that's the only flavor I have in my life now. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is that as well. <laughs> you know, one thing. How I'll... have you been getting on with that? With, um, with the, with the yeah 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 good, good question actually so i i you've pretty much summed up like the majority of my experience from going from to to have known me before i went pescatarian was to never ever have thought i would have taken meat out of my diet i mean i really was that whole bro science like powerlifting bodybuilder that was like get loads of protein in it has to be chicken it has to be you know all this meat coming in and then when mm. I transitioned over to, to pescatarian, one of the things I noticed almost immediately was that I had so much room to play with calories because once yeah. you take meat out, which is from my understanding, quite a calorie dense food group, I just had mm. all this movement to play with. And at the time yeah. I was looking to cut weight for the Europeans and it was yeah. almost too easy. I really could yeah. just like, it dripped off me. It was so, so easy. Um, mm. the other thing is that my carb intake went up massively mm -hmm. and my protein intake went down drastically. So mm -hmm. uh, having, having done all my, all my lifting and my fitness was always around protein to build muscle. The concern obviously was not getting enough protein in. However, mm. I didn't notice any drop in performance, whether it's in the gym or jujitsu because my carb intake basically replaced yeah. it and, and yeah. I felt great um but now sustainably i i i i feel really great on it i feel fine on it i feel a lot less sluggish i feel a lot more awake i sleep a lot better um yeah i do yeah. i do have protein shakes to you know, yeah. basically in and around when i train um yeah. and the other benefit has is i get a lot more healthy fats in as well which before yeah. i wasn't even touching so yeah. for me, it's been a positive experience. However, I do yeah. recognize that eating lean meats is such like a, a really, really, really beneficial tool if you are looking to to gain muscle and mm. and build like a, a, a guess, like a bigger, stronger body. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you hit one nails on the head about, sort of, you know, the quality of the, I guess, the, that door or whatever you're happening whatever you're happening having even um i mean a sort of uh, steaks can be great and sort of like highly nutrient dense a lot of iron sort of b vitamins but they also like the long time to digest and as you mm. sort of say yeah you're having that late night after trading it's not kind of yeah it's sort of far from ideal um i think also there's just a lot of other really cheap shitty quality meat on the yeah. market which is really mm. easy to consume um so yeah yeah um so yeah i think like yeah i can see probably diversified your diet quite a bit um i do i get a lot more vegging like i, I really mm. i do get a, a lot more which is great and like i say the carbs are there but it's a trade-off right like i have removed a portion of a varied diet like you know when you look at the the plate mm -hmm. and it's like get your dairy get your veg get your like fishing i've removed yeah. the whole segment of of meat from my diet so naturally it's going to have a trade-off at some point um mm. however for me it's been quite a positive experience and 
I've tried. How's your gut been getting on with it? So, any bloating or? So no, in fact, the opposite. It's it's been okay. like amazing. <laughs> like before. Yeah. yeah. I won't go into too much detail, but basically, <laughs> before not so Save great. Yeah, <laughs> before really not so great. Now fantastic. Um, yeah, and there are some things I really don't miss, like burgers. I have no desire to to go back to. Um, yeah, real like you were saying, really shitty meats, like the kind of meats you pick up like in a supermarket. Real quick, easy stuff. Like wouldn't yeah. really want to touch those again. The stuff I do miss is like um, the stuff that's really bad for you, like antipasties with all like the preservatives and the salts on it. I miss that so, so much. But on the whole, it's been good. I would say, though, that I don't think I could lose fish. I think fish really does have to be there because I still have that mentality of at least some protein and some, like you say, some omegas, some healthy fats in there as well. You know Mm. what I found? I was vegan for a long, long time. Mm. Mm. And for majority of that time, I was doing very well. I think mm-hmm. what I found was um, it's like it's such a especially to do it well. I remember I met a nutritionist once who said you can be vegan, but you have to be on top of it mm. and you have to do it well. Mm. And the problem, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. The problem is like it's such a tight rope to walk on yeah. that if you slip a little bit to kind of get back on it, right on top of it, it's like um, that was for me at least. And I mean, it was also my lifestyle, sort of never stopping in one place, having to yeah. cook meals. And that was what I found yeah. most hard to, to, yeah. to do. Um, not necessarily that it wouldn't work, but it's like um, it requires, it doesn't leave much room to make mistakes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, yeah, I mean, like pretty easy to have rice and chips, you know, on a, <laughs> just to read it. Eat, eating out does become a lot harder as well. Like, I do remember the first time going, like, into, like, a restaurant and being mm. like, well, I have two options, so <laughs> pick, pick one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, like, I, I think ultimately you can make any sort of diet work, and I don't want to sort of shit on anything, really. Um, you know, and I, and I think, yeah, like, just as you were saying, like, you can definitely make, a vegan diet work well it's just sort of like it's having a good kind of understanding of, of kind of food you know of, of how to sort of pair like plant proteins together and you know being well organized and you know i think it's really easy to sort of overlook a sort of the restorative aspect of kind of nutrient density like you know dark leafy greens or sort of you know whatever it may be like um yeah kind of yeah that's yeah one question i have for you it's like this is one of the early podcasts of 2021 and around this time of the year it's um a lot of new year's resolutions yeah yeah. (laughs) new (laughs) new business is good for ross (laughs) exactly (laughs) so it's a new year new me right yeah and uh a lot of what ollie was talking about about i'm gonna change my life i'm gonna change my body it's great to have that that uh, enthusiasm. It's just like um, it burns off quick when um, when things get rough and it's like all these new things to do at once. Let's say yeah. you're taking a, a someone who's that's that's their New Year's resolution, right? And you, yeah. they got a year to work on their goal of losing yeah. I don't know a lot of quarantine thickness and. Yeah realistically how would you hold their hand and kind of take them through this journey i guess it's sort of like defining goals first you know and sort of is it you know sort of lose weight build muscle um energy uh, energy for training um i think during lockdown i mean it's gonna think about it it's a bit of a double-edged sword because i think i like, ultimately where it's a world pandemic, I think people need to be kind to themselves and kind of, and not get too sort of precious on, you know, kind of getting off the wagon a little bit um, with the nutrition. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. But on the on the other hand, it's kind of a good opportunity to put like kind of just good eating practices into place and sort of just, you know, and I think sort of good nutrition can as kind of healthy lifestyle just sort of like support your mental health and um and obviously it's sort of energy levels um i mean I, I think kind of like um 
I guess the first few sort of like simple things to do are just like start your day with water, <laughs> like, mm. um, you know, because often I think so many, but especially if you're training hard, people just like dehydrated a lot and that can be like get confused for, for hunger. I think start, and again, if you're training hard, you start in your day with protein is really important. You've just kind of gone X amount of hours without sort of, um, you know, with, without any sort of like proteins at all, sort of amino acids in them. So and that just sort of helped your. So out of the, it's so out of the kind of the three macronutrients, like fat, protein, and carbohydrate. Protein is sort of like um, the, the the macronutrient that um, it, so it's four calories um, to burn off a gram of protein, four calories um, for a gram of carbohydrate, and nine for a gram of fat. Um, but also sort of like with protein, it, it sort of takes energy to, to burn off as well. I mean, so it's like you're expending energy when you use it. So it's kind of like quite a, um, uh, so, so, so yeah, I think it, and I'm, I'm, I'm on a bit of like a kind of, selling protein rabbit here but um, I, I think it's just a, like a really important kind of for your getting in you um but coming back I think I'd also kind of be looking at kind of build, sort of building muscle and um and that's just kind of really important if you want to lose weight as well like like fat doesn't store some water so like if you're cutting weight for a bite of not that there's any like, going on at the moment but i think kind of building muscle is really important it's more metabolically active it'll kind of you know burn off sort of more calories to keep it you know hold on to it um i think also kind of uh, sort of before like planning your meals out preparing food kind of like try to sort of like stay ahead of your hunger a little bit kind of you know ideally like maybe four to five servings of food a day. Try just not to get to a point where you're kind of ravenous because that's when you're going to be making more choices. Um, and include a lot of fibre in your in your diet. You know, include a lot of that. That will kind of keep you satiated. Um, a lot of like you know the energy dense food is kind of carbohydrate and fat mixed together, which you don't really see a lot in, in nature. You know, mainly it's kind of, you know, meat, uh, protein and fat in animal products and a sort of um, carbohydrates in the form of starchy vegetables. They always sort of like see food groupings, processed foods, a kind of carbohydrate and fat, ice cream or whatever it may be. Um, and they are really the ones which are kind of, you can really easily put on weight with. Um, so I guess that would be some, some simple things. Yeah. One of the things that like someone asks is like, how do you lose weight? And the kind of like mm. off the hand remark is burn more calories than you consume. And that's not a lie. Like <laughs> that, no, is, yeah, if you, that is true. If you yeah. want to lose weight, then work out true. what your 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 the amount of calories to maintain your weight is and then yeah. burn off more calories than you consume. The thing yeah. is, though, that if that were the case, then you wouldn't have nutritionists, you wouldn't have dietitians, you wouldn't have all this thing. Yeah. So so what is it in and around, and we, we were kind of talking about it just then, but why is a healthy diet as well as a, a calorie restricted diet important? Mm. Um, I, I guess, I suppose because it's like, um, you know, um, so food will kind of like affect the types of food you're having will affect your hormones, for example, your satiety, your kind of, this is why it's so easy to overeat on shit because it kind of, um, you know, it, it tricks you and make you feel you're still hungry. Um, I think thinking about, I think it's helpful to kind of to think about food or to think about periodizing your food. Um, and sort of, you know, have your food meet in your sort of energy demands of the day. Um, I guess, oh, you know, if you're, you don't need the same amount of carbohydrate as you do if you're, um, if you're, like, if you're training sort of three or three, four times a week, 
four times a week, then kind of on you know the, your carbohydrate intake, for example, should 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 be higher on those three or four days, and, and your fat as a result would go down a bit. On those sort of the, the three days you're not sort of fat is very satiating, but it's calorie dense, so you probably look to drop your carbohydrates a bit. Um, so I don't really know if that's answered your question. <laughs> I've gone off on a bit of a tangent here. I mean, I guess for some people it's obvious, right? Like you could have uh, like X amount of Mars bars a day hit your calorie intake. Yeah. But, but we yeah. know that that's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But well, I guess it's, it's energy levels, isn't it? You know, it's your body being able to kind of rebuild and repair. It's kind of having mental clarity. It's sort of like um, kind of, yeah, you know, having sort of having good brain function, having kind of like yeah just sort of the energy to kind of get through the day i mean um i think just you know it's on like every level i mean like take training out of the equation just to kind of like be in good spirits just to kind of be in a good mood just to like it affect uh, it's all coming back to the hormones like sort of serotonin levels and things like that could all be affected by by the nutrition you know by the food you put in you um and the more you kind of hit it like the more out of whack it is the more kind of then that sort of in turn can yeah we'll, we'll just have sort of so i guess it's sort of like it's both physical and mental health thing that's actually true i remember uh when i was in secondary school i had a classmate who was really really chubby really fat actually and one day he i think holidays he after the holidays he came back skinny mm, yeah <laughs> and i asked him what happened he's like um I just ate breakfast and slept all day. <laughs> My, I had a mate that did that. He like he wasn't ever chubby. He um, but he went and did a uh, like a sandwich year. So like mm-hmm. year three of a four year course. The yeah, <laughs> he he went um, to Spain. It was so funny. He turned up to like the Spanish university on the first day, and they were like basically this will account for two percent of your overall grade and he was like ah see you later like whatever <laughs> <laughs> he literally he did no work no study he turned up on the last day took the exam didn't like barely got like a 2-2 in it and was like whatever like i'm just gonna have a year out but he came back ripped like the best shape he's ever been in yeah and i was like bro like what are you doing he's like i just got my diet nailed and he's like i'd wake up i'd go for a bike ride I'd yeah. lounge around by the pool all day, like drinking, eating the right stuff. Yeah. And he's like, then I'd hit the weights in the evening, get my full 10 hours sleep. And I, he's yeah, like, yeah. I just did that like four or five times a week. And bro, he came back in the best shape of his life yeah. ever. I was so well, jealous. <laughs> yeah, but it also shows that these things are like quite holistic, aren't they? You know, I mean, yeah, your nutrition could be nailed on, but if your lifestyle isn't, you know, if you're super stressed all the time, you're only getting like six hours sleep, um, yeah, then yeah, you're not going to sort of lose weight, or you're not, you know, and you're not going to kind of, it, you know, it's so many kind of other aspects in lifestyle that are important to look at. There was one interesting thing you mentioned also. You said um, getting your eating practices right, mm. and that's that's a that's a that's a that's kind of a, a interesting mindset to have towards eating because a lot of times it's um, especially for someone who struggling to get it mm. right uh, you know yeah. and it's like a, yeah. i have to do this it's almost a fight at each meal rather than thinking yeah. of oh i am practicing how to yeah. kind of feed my body better 100%. anyway it's almost like a mental trigger isn't it like people who have eating habits they they mentally and subconsciously probably not even thinking about it they're like these are the things yeah. i go through they're almost like pavlov's dogs right yeah. like this is the this is the habit this is the rhythm like i i do this i do this you've got to break that and and literally break it to get a new habit that then becomes a new lifestyle so mentally that's really tough for, for someone i think yeah i mean it, it, routine is just so important is it i mean i think motivation is is so overrated mm. because you know like motivation is so far it's like the old thing of you know, making sure you leave the house with your bag with your gym kit already in it. Because you know if you're going home first, yeah, how yeah, easy yeah. is it to, oh, fuck it, I'll go tomorrow. I'll definitely go tomorrow, you know. And it's just say, like, prepping your food. Because, like, yeah, because those routine when you sort of just let routine take over, and it's just, well, this is what I do, you know. This is what, this is what breakfast is. This is how the frequency I have my food. Um, 
this is just kind of like so kind of you almost take a choice out of it in some respects graining in routine um the, on a completely different note this is completely <laughs> irrelevant but like on the, on the on the thing of routine i remember i think i was reading about the life of immanuel kant the the sort of like philosopher and he's like responsible for like how democracy is designed apparently his neighbors mm. were able to tell what time it was just by <laughs> looking at him crossing the street because his routine was so precise so like they would just look at oh he's going to work so it's seven o'clock it's oh. like six o'clock <laughs> yeah and it's uh, i think it's the the thing that uh, i remember thinking about that it's like his life on the outside did not seem very interesting or very yeah. attractive but yeah. um over time what he's managed to to accomplish just by not having to think about it yeah it's oh, kind of like yeah. remarkable well, it's consistency as well isn't it consistency yeah. absolutely yeah kind of, yeah not kind of like just thinking about the net you know the next kind of small goal achieving that and then yeah the consistency builds up i mean i think yeah i mean you could like apply that to so much can't you you know yeah. Well, Russ, on that note, is there anything else you'd like to share or anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with? No, yeah, just, just yeah, uh, give me a like on um, on, on Insta. It's uh, Nutrition for Fighters. Um, and also got a little clothing thing that I'm doing. It's called uh, Cigar Boxing. I don't know if you can see it, man. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. That's one of the T's. <laughs> we'll make sure we uh, post yeah. some links. Check me out on um, yeah on uh, on Insta, but yeah, I've got like a blog, Nutrition Fighters as well. You get the link off it. It's got loads of like um, or just just blog posts and stuff about like lots of recipes and just other information. And I mean, like man, I'm always happy to sort of share. If anyone just wants to shoot me some questions about just sort of how to think about or plan their food, I'm more than happy to, to kind of help out. And, and in case if someone wants to work with you, what's the best way to reach you? Is it through email yeah, or through Instagram? Yeah, just through the gram yeah just kind of yeah shoot me a message through the gram um and yeah we'll, yeah see what I can do cool awesome man thank you so much nice for this lad. well thank yeah, you very much man. for having me on much appreciated oh, it was great to chat yeah. thanks for thanks for sharing your story man no nice one lads all the best cheers take care. Cheers, take care cheers